Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Amen. Uh, and so, God's been moving in our church and we've been challenged to do more in 24. Uh, challenge your soul, seed of faith for the new year. Amen. But I say, if there is no challenge, there is no change. Amen. We must surrender completely. Somebody say completely. Completely, completely in order to, for more in 24. Listen, we repent enough to be forgiven, but do we surrender enough to be changed? Come on, we repent enough to be forgiven, but do we understand, do we surrender enough to be changed? And today I want to minister on the mind. Amen. I'm going to start a two-part series. I don't know. It may even go three-part. I don't know. I thought this was just going to be one message. It's going to turn into two right now. It may turn into three, but I want to minister on the mind. Amen. And I entitled this message, Changing the Way We Think. Changing the Way We Think. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, PCLV, in the last couple of years or last few years, amen, to where we are today, we have gone to from getting rooted, come on, somebody say rooted, rooted. to cross over, to encounter. Amen. We have been rooted in Christ, amen. We had to grow down our roots deep down in Christ, amen, that we can be built upon Christ from crossing over to who we were, leaving the past behind and crossing over to the blessings of God to now having an encounter with God. God, God has been taking us through this season. We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a desert, amen, just like the Israelites, amen. They were going through the desert to the promised land, amen. God is taking us in this desert that you and I live in to the promised land. And so he had to do some things, amen. So rooted was a big theme uh, uh, back a few years ago, amen, to last year of crossing over, amen, and, and really crossing over to the blessing of God, really crossing over from disobedience to obedience in order for an encounter. God is setting us up. Tell your neighbor again, it's set up. So there's a setup going on right now that God is, we're going to have an encounter with God in 2024. Amen. Come on. God's going to move and you, God's going to show himself way more than you think, way more than you just read. Amen. You're going to have an encounter with the living God. And that is what's needed in the church today, an encounter. Come on, we forgot who God is. We kind of just serve God as God. We don't want to go to hell, so we come to church, but we don't have an encounter with God. Come on, an encounter is something that just changes the way you think, changes the way you talk, walk, everything else. God wants to give us an encounter. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And if we truly want an encounter, then we're going to need to change the way we think in certain areas of our lives in order for us to have victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. She just had an encounter right now. <laughs> so we, we, we truly have to be 
uh, we truly have to change the way we think, amen? You see, most of our battles come from our minds. And sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're bad. Sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. Almond Joys has nuts. The moms don't. Listen, most of our battles are won or lost in our minds. Have you ever blown it? Blew it? Blown it? Right? We said, man, where was I going? What was I thinking? It all starts in the mind. So let's pray, amen. Why don't you bow your heads? You don't have to stand up, but let's pray for God to minister to our minds. Amen. Father, we just thank you today, Lord. We thank you for the guests that are here. We thank you for the love that you show, Father God. We thank you for the honor that was placed, Father God, today. We thank you for the worship and the praise. We thank you for the visitors that are coming by, stopping by. We thank you for those that call this their church, my Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here and moving already. Father, we thank you for the praise, the worship, the giving, the offerings, everything that we have done to this part, Father. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to start to do your thing and start to move upon our hearts and prepare our minds. And so I pray for those that have an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit will say, Father God, that we will leave this place changed, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that you are so good. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. We need to change the way we think. Thank you, baby. You were drinking it, huh? <laughs> Ooh, you added some flavor. <laughs> A little sweetness in there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but we really need to change the way we think. Somebody touch your mind. Somebody say, I need to change. I need to change. Amen. If we can shift the way we think at times, listen, we can win most of the battles that we face. Whether it's anger, bitterness, rage, lust, understanding, being unsensitive, worry, doubt, anything that deals with the mind. So if we can change and shift the way we think during those times where we think wrong, come on, when we feel like a nut... We can overcome some of those things and be better disciples of Jesus Christ and be stronger people of faith. Isn't that why we're here today? Come on, we're not here to be the same. We're not just here to make it for another week. We're not just here to make it for some of us another day. Come on, we're here to make it for eternity. Come on, that's why we're here is to get better, to get stronger, that we don't fall over the same tricks that the devil always sets up for us that we overcome some struggles and get victories. Come on, we, we go from battle to battle, but we go from victory to victory, right? Come on, but some of us are still in the same battles. Come on, you're just fighting and fighting, and there's no victory. So we're trying to get to victory, right? We're trying to get from one place to another. We're, com- we're coming from this side of the Jordan, and we're crossing over to an encounter with God to be with God forever. Can somebody say amen? 
So that's where we're going to. We're going to our promised land. Come on, somebody. And so along the way, there are trials and there's battles. But how many know that there's also victories? You don't have to wait to heaven to get the victory. You don't have to wait to heaven to get your shout. Somebody can shout right now. Come on. Sister Frances wasn't waiting for heaven to shout. She was shouting right here. I'm going to get my victory right here. Come on, right? Tell your neighbor, you can shout now. So how do we do that today, church? The Bible says that our minds need to be renewed. And we do this by being transformed. And the transformation comes through an encounter. In Romans chapter 2, verse, uh, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says this. Do not copy the, 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 custom, the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Somebody say me. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Amen. Renew means this. To make new, restore to freshness or perfection, to make new spiritually, regenerate, revive, to make extensive changes in, to rebuild. Amen. God wants us to be transformed by renewing our minds. He wants us to restore freshness and revive our minds. And for some, most of us, or some of us in this place, it means a major overhaul. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. On, who needs an overhaul in this place? <laughs> Come on, we, we need an overhaul, amen, because, man, we're, we're tore up from the floor up, right? Jacked up from the back up, amen. Come on, we, 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 we struggle. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, is it just me? Come on, we, we, we go through some battles. So God, we need to, we got to pull over to the, to, the, to, the, to the shop where God is and say, God, I need an overhaul. I need, I need you to fix me from the ground up, amen, because I am messed up. I think wrong. I say things wrong. I, I do things wrong still. I'm here serving you, but I still stumble. Why is that? Come on, we need an overhaul. Can somebody say amen? See, this comes by living to honor and obey God, which is possible and only possible, listen, church, through Jesus Christ. Because we can do all things, somebody say all things, through Christ, amen. We can be strong, we can change, we can become new, but we must, somebody say I must, we must lean. Somebody say I must lean. Come on, somebody lean. If you don't lean right now, you'll never lean spiritually, amen? So help me out. Say, go like this. All right, there you go. I know it's work, guys. I know it's work. That's why sometimes we don't do it spiritually. Come on. We got to lean on Jesus. When you lean on Jesus, you're actually asking, I'm asking you to lean upon his word. Because he is the word. Come on, right in the beginning, he was the word. And the word was in him. The word is him. And so when we lean, we're leaning on Jesus. When I tell you to lean on Jesus, yeah, we lean on him, but you got to lean upon his word. you got to grab a hold of his word, amen. Yeah, that, the word gives you life. Come on, the word gives you direction. The word gives you clarity. The word tells you what to do in your situation, but you got to lean upon him, not on your own understanding, right? We can't lean the way we, the way we think because we're going to say something wrong. Somebody say amen. 
We're going to do something wrong. Amen. So we need to lean upon his understanding. So we need to lean on Jesus and we need help. Somebody say, I need help from the Holy Spirit. See, the church today, forget about the Holy Spirit. Hello? Come on, we got the Father, the Son, and... Come on, don't forget. The three are one, but we can't forget what the Holy Spirit's for. Right? He goes, when he went back and ascended back to heaven, he says, I'm not going to leave you guys as what? As orphans, but I'm going to send you what? A helper, a comforter, someone that's going to help you in your mindset, and his name is the Holy Spirit. Come on. He is our best friend. He has to be your best. He's my best friend. He's my buddy. He's my hangout. He's my road dog. Amen. Me and him hang out. When I'm on the car, the Holy Spirit's with me. Everywhere I go, the Holy Spirit's with me. Because I need him to help me. He's the one that taps my shoulder before he already knows what I'm thinking. He says, don't say it, son. Don't do it, son. Come on. And sometimes we ignore him. And if you don't have him, you don't even hear that voice. That's why we need the word and we need the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? Philippians chapter 4, 11 to 13 says this. Not that I've ever been in need, but I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing and with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, through every storm, through every battle, every trial that comes my way. Come on, I just added that in there. But whatever it is, with a full stomach or empty, with the plenty or the little, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. So Paul tells us here, amen, that the way that we can do this is by not copying, copying the, word, the, the, the ways of the world. By not doing it in our old ways. Or not giving into the flesh. Somebody say the flesh. Come on, even when you say the flesh, doesn't, it's, it's, it's like a nasty taste, right? Flesh. You can't say flesh really nice. If you say flesh, I mean, it's nasty. Even, even you, flesh. You make an ugly face. That's why the flesh is no good. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Not giving in to the flesh. So Paul's telling us in Romans, and you know what? Don't copy the ways of the world. Don't, don't, don't copy their customs. Amen. Don't do that. You, you got, don't, 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 don't be like who you are, who you were. Amen. Come on. Don't give in yourself into the flesh because the ways of the world, the ways of the flesh are selfish. And often corrupting. Amen? Because our minds think of what we want. We want the nuts. <laughs> Nobody wants without. Come on, what we want, amen, or what we simply think are wrong at times. This is what we lean towards. So we need, we need to change the way we think, church. Because sometimes we do feel like a Right? Come on. You know some nuts? Don't look at them right now. Don't look at them right now. They know who they are. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All of us have nuts at times. The thing is, we've got to press ourselves to be without nuts. Amen. 
By the way, I'll be selling these afterwards. It'll be the, I'll, I'll sign it for you. Listen, we change our minds. Listen, you got to listen to this. Not by refusing, but by changing the way we think. We can't just refuse the ways of the world. We can't just refuse the ways of the flesh. Listen, it's not just saying no. Come on, I understand that we need to say no to sin and, and yes to God, but we need to change the way we think. Saying to ourselves, I'm not going to do that. Saying to ourselves, you know what, I'm not going to think that way. If we can be really real, church, it doesn't work at times. Have you ever said no to yourself, I'm not going to do this, and still did it? Come on, I'm not going to think that way, and still thought it? Come on. And after you, you, you get a hold of yourself, and you say, why did I give in? Why, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Man, I, I messed up again. Is that anybody in this house? I don't know. I'm speaking about me, amen. Hallelujah. I'm here to let you know you're not alone. Tell your neighbor, you're not alone. You're not alone. Come on. We are not alone. Listen to what Paul says. This is Paul, the, the great apostle Paul. In Romans chapter 7, verse 14 to 25, it says this. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and it's good. The trouble is with me. Somebody say me. me. For I am too human, a slave to sin. I really don't understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Come on, somebody say hello. But if I know what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I, that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing the wrong. It's the sin in me that does it. And I know that nothing good in me is good in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I, want, I, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what is, I don't want to do, is it really, am I really the one doing the wrong? It's the sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power that is within me that is at war in my, in my. The power that makes me a slave to sin that's still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Doesn't it feel horrible right here? Come on, but. Can I tell you that's all of us? Come on. You ever, like I said, you ever say, man, I want to do the right thing and then end up doing the wrong thing? I want to say the right thing, but I end up doing, saying the wrong thing? And so this is a battle that's constantly within all of us. We struggle with this, church. Paul here is confessing what he's going through. Here Paul's confessing a personal thing within himself. But then the answer comes. Tell your neighbor, hold on, it's not over. 
And he goes on to say, thank God. Somebody say, thank you, God. Thank God that the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So he sees how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law. But because of the sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. We all, somebody, I. Let me say I. I. <laughs> say me. <laughs> we all struggle with sin. We all struggle with sin. Come on. I say we all struggle with sin. Come on, somebody. Come on. And it's because of the sinful nature that's inside of all of us. All of us. Sometimes we think something wrong. Sometimes we do something wrong. And we think, what is wrong with me? You ever said that to yourself? Have you ever even said, am I still saved? <laughs> Come on. How can I think that way? <laughs> right? How can that thought get inside of me? Why am I thinking that? Why am I entertaining that thought? Why, why is there something wrong with me? No, listen. There's nothing wrong with you. It's the sinful nature that's within you. You want to do right, but you don't. In Galatians chapter 5, 17 and 18, it says this. The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you don't have free will to carry out the good intentions. But when you are directed, listen, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are no longer under the obligation to the law of Moses. Thank God that we're not under the law, church. Come on, thank God for grace. Somebody say grace. Hallelujah. Come on, we're under grace, and now we have a helper. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And guess where he lives? Inside of us. We got help within. I say you got help within. <laughs> you don't need to go anywhere else. Amen. There's help within if you call upon him, church. He's there to help us, church. Uh, listen, becoming a Christian, getting saved, doesn't mean that all sin, all temptation is removed from a person's life. Come on, anybody can testify and say, since I got saved, I never lust again. I never thought a bad thought again. I never said a wrong thing again. Come on, can anyone stand up and say that today? Come on, why is that? Because of the sinful nature inside of us, church. Come on, we, we need some help. Come on, somebody. Come on. Sin is still in us, church, and temptation, listen, will always surround us. So Paul says, is it me that sins or the sin in me? It's a sin in us. He says, I want to do what is right, but I don't. Come on, this is the great Apostle Paul. But Paul's writing to us. Now, there are some, come on, that just want to sin. Come on, hallelujah, come on. Come on, it's not a, it's a sin in me, Pastor. No, no, you want to sin. Let's just clear that up right there, amen. Don't, don't use that excuse. No, it's a sin in me. 
Why'd you do that? It's a sin in me. No, no, no. There are some that just want to sin, church. Come on, the ones that they know they shouldn't, but they still want to do it. Come on, that, that's something different. That's something different what I'm speaking today, church. Listen, church, there's a constant battle going on within us. And we can win this battle with the help of the Holy Spirit. And by this wonderful thing called grace. We win it by changing, not refusing, but changing the way we think. And combined with self-discipline. That's work. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, he's talking about work. <laughs> People don't want to work. <laughs> People just want a ticket to get in heaven. They don't want to work. They want to be carried. Can you carry me, pastor, to heaven? Listen, I got to get myself in there. You got to get yourself in there. The things that we do that bring success, it requires work. Self-discipline. Come on, we, we can't just wait on pasture. You can't just wait on whoever you're waiting for. You have to get your butt busy. You have to, you got to discipline yourself. Come on, church. You got to get yourself to heaven. What you need to do is fall in love with God. You fall in love, I mean in love and love. Don't just say, I love God. Because sometimes we can just say that out, out of just, because everybody says, oh, I love God. No, do you really love him? He says, if you love me, then you follow my commandments. And that's where a lot of people blow it. So in reality, you really don't love him. So we got we to we have some self-discipline in our lives, church. Come on, if you really love somebody, you're going to lay your life down for that person, just like he did for us. Come on, God, I give you my life. I do what I do right now because I gave him my life. I said, God, you changed my life. I was going to hell, and I'm not going to hell. You're making a home in heaven for me. I need to tell somebody who you are and what you did for me. Amen. Let them know that there's love in Christ, and everything that you've done in the past, he'll forgive you. And now there's grace. Yes, we need law. We need guidelines, but grace is there to pick us up, church. There's a constant battle, though, going inside of us. Come on, like some of you this morning, I don't want to get up. <laughs> Hello? Come on, you, I don't want to take a shower. <laughs> and I, some of you did it. Amen. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's the, it's the people outside. But there's a constant battle going on inside of us, church. Like I said, we can win this battle through the Holy Spirit and by changing the way we think and combining it with self-discipline. See, being born again takes a moment of faith. That's all it took. To accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all it took you was to lift your hand that moment and to come to the altar and pray the sinner's prayer. Being a Christian is that, that easy. Getting saved is that easy. It, it takes faith. I believe God, God, I believe I'm tired of my life. I want Jesus. That's what we did when we came to the altar. So that, that moment, it takes, it's just a moment of faith to be born again. But becoming like Christ is a lifelong process. 
It's a lifelong process. I say to you, if you mess up, then get up. If you mess up, then get up. We need a t-shirt that says, when you mess up, get up. Hallelujah. Come on, if you mess up, because guess what? You're going to mess up. But get up. Get up and keep going forward, church. Keep going. The battle's not over. You messed up. So what? You said something wrong. Come on, get up. Get up and say, God, I repent. God, I don't want to be that. Change the way I think, God. I want to go forward. Look what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. And he's speaking to us. He's speaking to the body of Christ. He's speaking to believers. He's speaking to you. See, he's speaking to me. He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So he says, so run to win. Somebody say, run to win. All athletes are, self, are, are disciplined in their training, and they do it to win a prize that will fade away, just like the Super Bowl. Come on, Patrick Mahone got another, another trophy, amen, another MVP, but guess what? That will fade away one day. Come on. It says, they do it for a thing that, uh, for a trophy that fades away, a, a gift that fades away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So it says, so I run. Somebody say, I run. I run with purpose in every step. I mean, everything that I do for God, it's intentional. I have purpose in what I'm doing. I'm going forward to God. The steps that I take is, are going to lead me to destiny. They're going to lead me to be a better man, a better husband, a better whatever you are. You've got to be purpose in your steps. That means that we've got to be serious in our walk, church. Come on, there's too many casual Christians out there today, amen, and they want blessings from God, yet they're not purposely taking the steps they need to get the blessings of God. Come on, somebody, tell your neighbor, walk with purpose. He says, I walk with purpose in every step. Listen, he says, I'm not just shadow boxing. In other words, I'm not just playing church. Come on, I'm just not coming to church and say I'm a Christian. On Sunday and Monday, I don't know who you are. And then Wednesday comes around and say, well, I'll be a Christian again. And then Friday comes, oh. I'm not shadow boxing. I'm not playing the part. Yeah, check me out. I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah. John 3.16, God so loved the world. I know that scripture. Those are the shadow boxing Christians. You tell them, give me another scripture. They're like, ah, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's all I know. That's, that's the only gift they gave me that's hanging on my wall. <laughs> so they're not shadow boxing. It says, he goes on to say, I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what it should. Changing the way it thinks. Otherwise, I fear after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Listen, Paul, from the beginning of his letter in the book of Romans, if you read the book of Romans all the way to chapter 7 that I just read about, don't conform to the pattern of the world. All that, as you read those chapters, amen, he has been highlighting 
He has been making notes saying that no one in the world is innocent. No one deserves to be saved. Not even the pagan who don't know God's law. Not even the, even the person who knows the law and tries to keep them all. All of us, say me, all of us, listen, must depend totally on the work of Christ for our salvation. We cannot earn it by good behavior, church. Come on, you can't just come in and say, you know what, I go to PCLV, I'm in. No. No matter where you go, church, no matter how many good things you do, it's only by the work of the cross. Can somebody say amen? amen. Paul here is crying. You know, here, here he's confessing. But really what he's saying is a, not only a plea for himself in, in the book of Romans chapter 7, it describes the experience of all Christians. What he's saying there, the things I want to do and I don't do, the things I hate, I, I, I want to do good, but I do the things I hate, all that stuff is all you. It's me. So he's speaking not of himself. It's not a confession really of himself. It's a confession of, the, of what we go through as Christians, as the body of Christ. All of us have fallen in that place. All of us can say, I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. And uh, I end up doing the things I hate. Somebody say amen. So he's, he's pleading the struggles that we have as Christians. That all Christians struggle against sin. Or trying to please God by keeping the rules and the laws, listen, without the Spirit's help. Church, we must never underestimate the power of sin and attempt to fight it in your own strength. You will fail each and every time. Listen, Satan is a crafty tempter. And we have an amazing ability to make excuses. Why'd you do it? Uh, we, it's the woman you gave me. <laughs> right? The men always point to the woman. <laughs> I mean, Adam did it all the way from the garden, and we're still doing it today. We're always blaming our brother. We're always blaming the church. We're always blaming me, pastor. It's pastor. He's not good enough. If he preached really good, you know, I'd, I'd probably be a better man. Come on in. You know, we, 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 can, we can come with all kinds of excuses why we fall short. And then some of us are so dumb that we say, oh, the devil made me do it. <laughs> and now I gave you another thing to put in your pocket. Oh, it's a sin within me now, Pastor. <laughs> Hello? He is very crafty. And can I let you in on a little secret, church? He's working harder today than he's ever has. Why? Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, church. And he knows there's something. He feels something that Jesus is coming. Just like he felt, amen, when he was in hell celebrating, thinking they took Jesus out. And all of a sudden, what, what's up? What? The earth started shaking. 
And all these little demons came to him and said, he's up again. <laughs> he got up. <laughs> he's alive. He's well, amen. So he knows that his time is short here, church. And guess what? He's working in the church overtime. He's not working in the world. The world he has, he's coming into the church. And he's coming in his craftiness. He's trying to bring division among brethren. He's trying to bring strive inside the church. He's trying to bring all this stuff. Look what happened with Corona, amen. It brought division in the church. We weren't unified. We were divided. Come on, the shepherd got struck and everybody scattered, amen. Instead of us coming together and saying, come on, let's keep pressing in. Let's keep trusting God. Let's keep going forward, amen. Come on, let's believe. God's not gonna, just going to let take us all out, amen. We're going to fight to the end. This is what we need to do as a church, amen, because the dying world out there needs to see the faith inside of you. Come on, they don't see Jesus in the world, but through you, they can see him. We need to change the way we think, church, and stop making excuses. Confess and get up and keep going. Let's just keep going, church. Don't, don't, don't let the devil lie to you. Say, oh, you're not saved, bro. Bro. You're not saved, girl. There's still sin in you. Duh. Now you can tell them, duh, yeah, it's a sin in me. But no, but I got the Holy Spirit in me, too. I need to change the way I think. I got to stop refusing. This is what we do. We refuse instead of change. Come on, somebody come on TV. Oh, poke your eye. Ah, ah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Instead of changing the way we think. God, I don't want that. And I'm not going to go anywhere around that. I'm going to avoid that. Those are purpose steps when you avoid sin. I'm not going there. I, I'm not just refusing. I'm changing the way I think. I don't want that. I, I know what it brings. And now you start to understand all the things that sin does instead of just the pleasure of it. It takes from you. Things die in you. And, die, and things die around you. You keep living. Think it's okay. But no, things are dying. And each time you open up, the enemy comes in. If you leave the door cracked, he'll go in. That's why the Bible says don't give him a foothold. Don't give him nothing. Slam that door and say, you ain't welcome here no more. So don't, don't go by refusing, church. You got to go by changing the way we think. Come on. You're not going to overcome lust by going into a strip joint. I'm going to see if this really works, Pastor. Nope, it don't. <laughs> you're, you're, it's, it's dumb. But guess what? We come up with excuses. I was just trying. I took these classes. I'm going to put them to work. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I did that. I'm going to put it to work. I haven't drank for a whole, a whole month. Amen. I'm going to go into a bar. See how, we'll see what happens. No, but if you change the way you think, listen, you change the way you think, you can walk into any place and take the authority that you have inside of you. 
See, when you walk into places, things should change automatically. Devils should start, start running when you walk into a place. It's the truth. I walk on the floor where I work at, things change. One guy came up to me and goes, it's because of your presence here that things just come into order. And, and I, it's not me. It's the authority in me. I, I, I take authority. When I walk in there, they know who I am. They know what I don't tolerate. They, they know these things. And, and so they work for me, these heathens. <laughs> these, these, these not saved people, amen. They, they, they respect me. They, they, they give me honor. But at the same time, they respect and they give honor when honor's due. And say, hey, don't talk like that. The pastor's here. They say that. I'm not lying. Or they beep them. Beep. What, what's that? You just cuss. The pastor's right here. You can't cuss. The pastor here? What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Next time he comes in the department, they don't say that. They're beeping each other. I don't even have to beep them no more. <laughs> I trained them well enough. Amen. They know. They know. You're not going to do that with me here. You have that same authority wherever you go. He says, wherever you put your foot will be yours. You can take authority anywhere, church. If we change the way we think. Do we blow it? Yes. But we're a process, right? It's a lifelong process to be like Christ. But we got to take those steps, each step that we take with purpose of becoming better and better who we need to be. The problem with us, we, we stop walking or we take backward steps. Or like I said a couple Sundays ago, we become trash diggers of our past. Church, let's just go forward. If we want an encounter with God, it has to be in the forward, not the backwards. It has to be in the better, not the worse. It has to be that I want and stop doing. We've got to go forward, church. Can somebody say amen? amen? Instead of trying to overcome sin with your own human willpower. Willpower only takes you so far, church. You're going to fail. We need Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Come on. We must say, I must. We must take hold of God's provision for victory over sin. Though sin is in us, like I said before, don't forget who else is inside of us. And that's the Holy Spirit. Come on. And because the Holy Spirit lives in us, amen, he is the one to give us Power. Somebody say power. power. Power to change. Power to do what we need to do. Power, church. Power. Power. I'm talking explosive power is inside of us. Amen. It's a, it's a power that's inside of us that helps us do what we need to do. Helps us stop being who we need not to be no more. Stop us to do those things by changing the way we think, guys. He transformed us because we had an encounter with God. Amen. See, when we first get saved, people have a radical encounter. I had a radical encounter when I got saved. Come on. I, I was, I, God radically saved me. God did something radical in my life. And, and some down, somewhere down the road, we lose that. We lose faith. We lose the power. We lose what he can do. And it's going back to that first love. It's going back to say, God, when we feel like that, we got to say, God, take me back to the altar. Some of you guys have not been in the altar because you don't want the power or you don't want the change. 
Come on, we think, man, man, who cares if you're struggling? Get to the altar of God and let God fix you that you can have an encounter with. Come on, I'm not saying you can't have an encounter where you're sitting at, but when you make the purpose steps to get out of your get out of your seat, get off your butt and say, God, I want change. This is where it happens, church. It's at the altar saying, you're making an intention. You're, you're going with purpose. My steps that I'm taking up there is not to embarrass me, it's to better me. Yes. Take the steps, church. And go forward. The Holy Spirit's here to help you. Come on, we fight with the Holy Spirit. Go up there. No. Go up. No. I see the struggle because I'm doing the altar call. Raise your hand. No. I see people like this. Want to get saved? Yeah, the inside you want to get saved, but the sin's saying, no, no. Man, you guys should see what I see every service. There's a battle, there's a battle, and finally, then finally you finally win, and you're like, yeah! I'm going to get saved, amen. I'm going to let the devil stop me. I'm not going to let the devil lie to me. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, it comes up. And I'm like, yeah, I was waiting for you. Come on, church. Don't let the devil win. You ever left this place, say, man, I should have been at the altar. You ever left and say, I should have answered that altar call. You ever left and say, man, I blew it. Man, why, why, why didn't I respond? And for some of us here, we put on our leadership role and say, oh, I'm a leader, I can't go up there. It's the truth. Well, I can't go up there and the pastor's going to question me afterwards while I was sitting there. It's the truth. When the altar and the Holy Spirit is prompting to get up here, then you need to get up here and respond. He's not, embarrass, he's not here to embarrass anybody, neither am I. I'm just saying, praise the Lord. I, whatever it is, I agree with you. Let's get a hold of this. I'm not here to question you. I'm here to give you a high five and say, yeah, let's do this. Let's get better. Church, so this altar better be packed today. <laughs> hello? Somebody say hello? hello. Church. Paul says in Romans that you, we just got to go forward. We need a chance. We got we to gotta be transformed by the way we, got to be uh, transformed by the way we, we, we think, change. Come on, don't conform, be transformed. Don't conform, be transformed. Come on, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, amen. He's the one that to give us power so that when we mess up, church, he always reaches out with love. So when he's calling you to come up and to, to get that encounter, because a lot of the encounters are going to take place right here at this altar, church. Deliverance are going to come through this altar. Healings are going to come through this altar. Things are going to happen at this altar, church. It's when you start to respect the altar where God's at. That's where the encounter's at. We got to have an encounter. You got it. You got it. You got a purpose in your heart. I want change. I need an encounter. Amen. Every time we come to service, I need change. I need an encounter. No matter who's speaking up here, I need an encounter because the Holy Spirit is the same person. It doesn't change from from one service to the next. 
It's the same person. He's just using a different vehicle. Come on, you come to the altar, church. You come to the altar, amen. He reaches out with love, amen, and he helps us get back up. The altar is not for, for uh, uh, to be put down, embarrassed. It's not to, to bring shame to you. It's to uplift you. That's what the altar's for, is to make you better. That when you walk out, whatever God does at this altar, that you walked out, man, change like, yeah, that was good. My Lord, that was good. Let's go have a burrito now. You know, whatever it is, amen, that was so good. Let's go eat. That's what they did back in the day, man. They, people got saved and they fellowship and broke bread. Come on, let's break bread, hallelujah. Whether it's McDonald's, wherever it is, man, that was a great service. Let's go eat. Fellowship, come on, church. Some of us are so quick to get out here because we want to run from our family, amen. You don't want to spend time with the family. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen, Paul says in Romans chapter 7, to thank God that the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Come on. Through him, we can change the way we think. But we must crucify, crucify, crucify this flesh. Come on, that's what Paul says. I crucify this flesh daily. Come on, we must die to self in order to gain. Come on, and ask the Holy Spirit to bring its fire to burn away the impurities and the iniquities that are within us. The sinful nature in us. That sinful nature is always going to be there, church. But we can make him submit to say, no, you're not going to do it. No, you're not taking over. No, shut up. I don't think that way no more. I don't do that no more. Because the flesh knows what to push. He knows how to push you when someone's doing something to you. There it is. Let me press that button. Anger, rage, whatever it is. He knows the buttons. Come on, he knows how to press those buttons. Come on. When you don't want to hear something good from the Lord and whatever's coming up here from the pulpit, amen, ignore, 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 ignore. Raise your hand. <laughs> That's what he does. We must crucify, church, crucify. I do that every day because I know the sinful nature. I know this man. My wife knows that man. Come on. I don't show that man. I die to it till I walk out. If I wake up with a funk, it's in the morning by myself with me and Jesus and a cup of coffee. <laughs> Let's get this funk out. I don't want my wife to see it. I don't want my coworkers to see it. I don't want my church to see it. I, I got to get rid of this funk. Come on, it's like taking a shower. Get rid of the funk. God, I'm going out in the world. I got to present you. I got to be your ambassador. I got to be your representative. Come on, God, I, 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 I want to do something proper. That's why the church, like I said, I take authority who I am in, the, in my workplace, amen, and they always come to me and goes, how come you're always cool? Because <laughs> I am. No, <laughs> no. they say, why, why you don't get, why don't, I don't ever see you get angry. I don't see you get, you know, and we got sales and these guys are driving and they're, they get frustrated and they don't sound, they're, I mean, everything just comes out of them and 
and, and they, you know, people steal sales from other people, and they're fighting on the floor, and, you know, they, they'll do it even to me. And he goes, how, how come you don't get mad? I don't need to. I know my source. I lost that sale, I'll get another one. That's my attitude. At the end of the month, my bills get paid. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. As long as I come home, my wife's happy, amen, and there's a meal waiting for me, woo, I'm blessed. Amen. I love my wife, man. She comes, woo, you hardworking man. <laughs> Brings me my plate, and I said, you go, girl. Thank you. But I treat her well. I'll bring her flowers. I'll bring her whatever she wants. She'll call me, can you stop by here? No problem. I never say no. Okay, baby, what do you want? Anything else? Okay. I'll be there right now. <laughs> she wants cake. She wanted cake last night, and I said, no, I'm not going. <laughs> there's, time, there's times where I said, no, it was late. 11.30, go to the store. Heck no, I'm not going to store. I'm going to sleep. I can say no sometimes. She doesn't get mad. I'm going to get her some cake today. Okay, so don't get mad. Amen? We've got to crucify church and ask the Holy Spirit to burn away those things within us. Your struggle is not my struggle. You know your struggle. You've got to crucify that. Don't pray for things that you don't struggle with. Pray for the things that you struggle with. Pray for those things, man, I have a hard time. Come on, that's what you pray for for yourself. That's what you crucify. And as you crucify, you're taking off. Guess what you need to do? You've got to put something on. Put something on. All of us, all of us should put on the armor of God. All of us. You should know what the armor is. And when you take off the, the, the flesh, the old man, uh, I, my, my thing is I make a stop to the garden. That's where I, I, I deny self. My will. Not my will, but your will. Just like Jesus did in the garden of Gethsemane. He crucified his flesh. He said, God, I want to do your will, not my will. Even Jesus felt like not going to the cross. Right? But he said, not my will. Thy will be done. Different mindset. I got the Father. I'm going to please the Father. And so we got to do the same thing. I go to that garden. I, I crucified this old man, but then I put on my armor. Put on that belt of truth. Shoes of peace. That breastplate of righteousness. Take up that shield of faith. Helmet of salvation. Sword of the Spirit. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> Come on, devil. Let's fight. Some of you guys may say, well, there's nothing behind me. Well, the Holy Spirit's behind you. He washes your back. We go to armor, and then God, I pray. I pray, you know what? God, I, 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 I pray that I don't worry, but I pray. And God, I thank you for, uh, uh, for the things you've done, and I ask for the things that I need. And, and I know that you'll give me a peace that surpasses all my understanding, God. You, you are my source. You're my everything. Give me my daily bread. I mean, there's so many prayers that we need to pray, church, that we need to do it every day. Come on, it may seem repetitious, but it's something that we arm ourselves for, for battle because the battle's outside. Come on, that's, that's where we blow it. That's where things happen. And, it, and if not, you gotta, you, even in your home, if you don't put that, 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 those ground rules in your own home, the devil just walks in. 
I, I plead the blood of Jesus over my house. I put four guardian angels posted in my garden. Nothing can come in. Nothing can, you know what? Nothing formed against me is going to prosper in me. We're blessing the coming and going. And so my home is my, my sanctuary. I'm going to let no devil come in. You got to set the rules. You got to set that. Parents, set the rules. Come on. Let that authority of God that's inside of you, if you stand in it, your children will respect you. When you give into it, you lost respect. Just trying to help you, parents. Come on. Because we blow it. And so we got to stand in authority, not give in. Stand in authority, and soon enough, they'll start to respect you. It's going to be a battle. But as long as you keep on standing, nope, nope, nope. And finish soon. Okay, what do you want me to do? Okay, I'll do it. Everything falls in place. Like, wow. <laughs> it's true. Amen. Amen. Let's be transformed, church. By changing, not refusing. Changing the way we think. Next Sunday, I'll continue on this. Amen. Amen. I thought I could do it in one sermon, and and God just started giving me so many things. And there's a lot to do with the mind, church. Amen. Amen. Let me close with this. Philippians 1.21 says, For me... Say, for me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Come on, let's, 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 let's start living in 2024, church, and let's gain by changing the way we think and tap out to the Holy Spirit, because he's there to help. He's always there for us, man. He's just saying, sometimes he's just there, come on, just tag me, just invite me in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to fight. And we're there trying to fight it on our own. And then we blow it, and he's like, ah, oh, we did it again. you got to reach out and say, I need some help. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Help me in this. 